Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. Welcome to this episode of Your Brand Amplified. I'm Annika Jackson, and I'm here today with Danielle Mendoza talking about some of my favorite things. So I'm I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you. Thanks, Annika. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So you are a business consultant for women, and you also have a book, Manifest Success. And I will tell you, I am a big believer in manifestation, abundance. I have my bowl here with some of my crystals. (laughs) Um, But I'd love to hear how you got your start on this journey. Oh man, I mean that's that can be such a long story. <laughs> for bring all it of us, on, I bring think. it on. <laughs> yeah, but I think for me, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom and I was doing that and it was going great. I love my kids to death. Um, but then I found out that I had a curable skin cancer and it was a big shock to me. And it was really a big wake-up call and made me consider what am I actually doing here? What is my purpose on this earth? And am I living that out? And the answer for me was, no, I wasn't living it out. And being just a mom, not to diminish anyone's motherhood, Mm -hmm. but only having that as my role in life didn't feel like enough. It didn't feel like the full calling that God was calling for me to do and be in this world. And so I had to decide what's next. What am I going to do that's going to take me forward? And while my kids were little, I had gotten my business management and marketing certificate. And I was a copywriter for about 18 months just to make some pocket money so I could like, you know, take the kids out to eat or buy them stuff at Target and not break the family bank. <laughs> um, and I thought, you know, I really enjoyed that. And I wanted to lean more into something like that. I understood business pretty well. And I was on my own kind of soul searching path. I was trying to figure out how to heal some of my emotional hurts heal some of the stress of, you know, facing an illness like this. And it was a curable skin cancer, but I struggled to get it cured. All the normal stuff didn't quite work for me. And I ended up having to have a third of my top lip removed. And so it was a big kind of like wake up call, like, oh, this could be really serious. And thank God it wasn't more serious, but it was something that forced me to pay attention. So Like most people who are still searching, I jumped into a life coaching program and I was like, let's just figure some of this out. And in the process, I fell in love with the tools I was learning about. And I started life coaching teenagers. I was like, I can totally do this. If I had known some of this stuff when I was a teenager, it would have completely changed my life. So I wanted to bring that to other teens. And Then I kind of shifted about a year into that into spiritual coaching for women who were facing a diagnosis Mm -hmm. and specifically women who were sitting in that waiting period before diagnosis, but after testing, it's a really uncomfortable space to be in and there's not much you can do to push things along. Mm -hmm. And so it's helping them figure some of that out. And in the process of both of those businesses, a lot of the questions I was getting from women were like, oh, you have a podcast. How'd you do that? I see your website. It's really nice. How'd you get this website built? And I realized that I was being called to help more women build and grow their businesses. And there are a lot of business programs out there. There's a lot of great business strategies and consultants, but I found that most of the business world was really loudly shouting about get to six figures, get to 10 Mm -hmm. figure months. 
And in the process of that, it's freaking women out and they're not stepping into their calling and they're maybe thinking about starting a business and then they back off from it really quickly because they just feel overwhelmed. They don't feel like they can get to that six-figure place. And some of them don't even want to. Some of them are like, I'm happy making five figures. I'm happy with the idea of a smaller boutique business, but it didn't seem like there was a space in the business Mm. world for them. So I leaned into that and I've been helping new women create strategies for organic growth in my consultancy, Be Myself Now. And then in the process of that, (laughs) I decided to write this book about manifesting because I love manifesting. I have been working with manifestation and energies and co-creating with God in the universe for years And I found that it was coming up a lot in the business world, but it was a lot of visualization techniques and vision boards. And those things are great, but that's not all there is to it. There's so much more to it. And I wanted to make manifesting feel practical. Mm -hmm. I wanted women to understand that it's a tool that we can use, that we can put into our lives and utilize over and over. We just have to do it the right way. So like if I hand you a hammer and you just start smacking walls or smacking pieces (laughs) of wood, you're not going to build a house, right? Right. But if you know how to line up the nails and line up the pieces of wood and then use that hammer, you can make some amazing things. And the same is true of manifesting. We've got to know how to use it. And I have a knack for explaining things in kind of a simple way. And so I thought, let's do this. Let's jump in and write a book and share it with people. And so that's what I did. And Manifest Success was born. And then in the process of all of that, I was getting asked by these established women business owners who have great businesses that are doing quite well. And they would come to me and say, well, I know you don't do this, but (laughs) can you help me work on this book idea? Or can you help me figure out my podcast? And I decided that can be a thing that I do. I don't need people coming (laughs) to me and saying, I know you don't do this. I'm like, I can do that. So I started a second business, Confident Concept, and I help established women CEOs create a high-level strategy for their book, podcast, or certification course so they can bring it to life. And we work together for 90 days. It's actually three VIP days within that 90-day period. Mm -hmm. And we develop their project strategy, their launch strategy and an evergreen monetization strategy so they can use it to bring more clients into their business. Nice. So many things uh, that you said resonate so profoundly with me. I've had the corporate job, had my own businesses, became a full-time stay-at-home mom. And I find that as women, especially, we have to have an identity outside of being moms. Because then what happens when our kids go away, right? To college or to jobs or whatever, or the military, whatever they decide to do, then we have to figure out who we are. So it's better to have that foundation and figure out who we are now um, and be that person throughout our lives, right? And I think it sets a better example for our kids too. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you still work with teens or have you shifted fully into working with women? Because I think that's, I, I love that you saw a need to teach skills to teens. That's such a, something that I think is overlooked a lot and nobody's quite figured out what programming to give to teens that will add value that they'll actually listen to and that they'll incorporate into their lives long-term. Yeah. So I have shifted fully to working with women, but I do still work in the children's and youth ministry at my church. 
So I am involved with kids and I have a teenager of my own. So <laughs> yeah. I've been giving her tools and helping her along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I found with working with teens, it was a little bit complicated because often there's a lot of pre-education that has to go on for the parents oh, and it's really yeah. getting the parents to buy in. So in terms of business, working with teens is really interesting because it's the parents who are buying from you. Hmm. not the teens, even though the teens might want your services, you've got to get that parental buy-in. And I kept running into parents who felt like, well, they just had the right information. They could implement it for their teen and they could teach their teen. And and that really just isn't the case. Mm -hmm. Teenagers hear from their parents all the time. And it ends up being something where, you know, if you hear one voice all the time, you just don't listen to it anymore. It's just the way that it is. And so it was hard to, you know, kind of step into that space and say, I know that you love your kids and you can do these great things for them and you have done great things for them or they wouldn't be as awesome as they are today. But it's time for another voice to step in and then getting their buy-in on actually paying for someone to come in and do that was a little bit difficult. So I did work with some amazing teens. I had some amazing successes in that business, but I found it a little bit easier to just shift. And I think that's what our calling does Mm -hmm. is it, it changes, it shifts. It's a nebulous thing. You know, we often think of like, oh, I've got to find my purpose. And it's this one big shining golden moment where you are like fully downloaded from God, what you're meant to be doing. And then you go out and do that. And I find that that's just not the case. It's really about living on purpose or living into a purpose that just develops over time. And it comes down to what is my purpose right now? How can I serve right now? And for a period of time that was serving teens. And then, like I said, it shifted into those women who were struggling in their spiritual self because of a diagnosis. And then that went forward into business. And here I am today. It's very organic. I've had a similar journey with what I do. It's been very organic. And I've really figured out now what my sweet spot is. And I'm like, okay, now I'm living fully aligned in my purpose, my passion, what I'm supposed to be, what I was put here on earth to do. But I think also, like you said, sometimes we have to go through other things to figure out what that is, or we think we're on the right path and then we get sidetracked. We decide to do something else. And then we're like, oh no, I'm not supposed to be over here. I really am supposed (laughs) to be over there, but I know how to do it better now. I have more tools in my toolbox, you know, and all of that. Um, and, And your messaging about not all people want to have you know, $10,000 a month jobs. Not everybody wants to be a seven-figure business. It is okay. And normalizing that it's okay to be exactly who you want to be, make the money that you want to make, you know, whether it's fun money for your, so that you can do things with your family, do those extras or take that big vacation, or you do want to reach those goals. All of it is okay. And that does need to be normalized. So it's fantastic. Kudos to you for bringing that to the world. Thank you so much. And I think it's important too, to normalize that doing it in the way you want to do it is fine. You don't have to do what the gurus say. You don't have to do what the latest business coach says. It really is finding that sweet spot between what you love and what your market loves. Mm -hmm. And then it's this golden shining business. You know, there's a million strategies out there. And I like to say all of them work. (laughs) 
for someone at right. some point, but it doesn't mean they'll work for you. And you've got to figure out what works for you. And that's done really through experimentation, mm-hmm. through getting joyful and playful with this idea of being in business and not making it this you know serious box that you have to fit into, but what actually works for you and feels good for you and just going forward with that and letting it unfold. Yeah, definitely. So what are some of the biggest aha moments that you've seen with clients as they've come into this process? Yeah, I think the first one is really just realizing that they can be considered successful in the five-figure mark, Mm. that your version of success is whatever is important to you. And it's not about the revenue. Mm -hmm. Because there is so much focus on revenue. And I often have to remind clients too, revenue doesn't mean profit. So Mm -hmm. yes, maybe someone has a multi six-figure business in terms of revenue, but how much profit are they actually making? How much is actually going back into their pocket and into their family life? And sometimes the answer is not very much at all. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to understand that and understand that there are ways to promote your organic growth that can help you retain that revenue as profit and put it into your pocket. I like to teach from the profit first method mm-hmm. so that half of everything they're making goes into their family. So just reverse engineering that, I see a lot of light bulbs go off for some of these women. So I have one client, she's about to retire and she wants to start her own business. She's leaving the corporate world, but she wants to help coach women who are stepping into the corporate leadership positions to be better leaders and to be able to you know lift themselves up that ladder of success in the corporate world but she doesn't want to go after the six figure business she's like i've i've done all that like i'm good you know i've got a good decent retirement coming but she would like to continue this service in the world and she'd like to have, you know, some pocket money for a big vacation once or twice a year with her husband, which means she also needs to not be working all the time. She's yeah. like, these are my retired years. I don't want to be working 40 hours a week anymore. <laughs> so we came up with this idea of like, okay, well, how much do you feel like you need in your pocket every year? And it was really simple. She's like, 25,000 would be life changing for us at this point. And I was like, great. So in terms of profit first, you need to make 50000 in revenue, which gives you this much for operating expenses based mm-hmm. on his breakdown from Mike Michalowicz. And then we took a look at, okay, how can we create an offer that is valuable enough that will get you $50,000 in a year? And then we stepped away from this idea of one hour at a time with a client and we had developed a VIP day. So she can run an actual VIP weekend 10 times a year. So 10 weekends out of the year, out of 52 weekends, right? She only needs to work 10 of them plus some marketing and visibility Mm -hmm. stuff. But really you're talking very few hours out of the week. She could work maybe four to six hours a week and Mm -hmm. then do her VIP weekends. And she's got the revenue she wants. And so it's a big breakthrough to help them see how easy that can actually be. And then it doesn't need to be this hustle and grind and toil of entrepreneurship, that there's a joyful way and an easeful way to lead into it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, So when you're thinking about manifestation as a tool, which I completely agree, I mean, I have, you know, a lot of different books that I'm reading at any given time, Atomic Habits, a chapter at a time, I might be listening to Positively Wealthy and journaling at the same time. And just I I find it easier for me to like take things in chunks 
but to make sure that I am thinking about like, we have so many tools, so you can get overwhelmed by them, but how do you break it down to make sure you're using them effectively at the right time when you really need them? And, and you have some great lists. I know on your website, you have lists of like top business books to read, you know, and, and all kinds of tools um, that not just women, but anybody could go to and download and get value out of. So I really want to hear about your book, Manifest Success, and, you know, how you decided, I know you talked a little bit about how you decided to write it, but a little bit more and what would somebody get when they read the book? Definitely. So the idea is how to shut out the noise and transform your big idea into a business you love. That is the basis of the book. So manifestation obviously is a tool that can be used for almost anything mm-hmm. in life, but the book is focused on how do we manifest this business that feels good to us, that we just love to wake up to every day, that we're not feeling burnt out and tired and overwhelmed and stressed and overworked and all these different things. And so I share about how do we shut out that noise? Yeah. What does that really mean? And to me, that boils down to meditation. We've got to be able to take quiet time to be with ourselves and to connect with our higher power, whether you call that universe or source or God, you know, you've got to be able to just spend time in that space regularly and learn to hear the whisperings that come from that space. Because often the stuff that shouts inside of us is a lot of mental chatter and that business space out in the world is very, very noisy. So we've got to be able to shut out that noise and hear ourselves from within. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of the book focuses on the actual manifestation process. I've broken down the process into five steps. Now they are laid out in a linear manner in the book. I think it's important to go through things one at a time, but the actual process bounces around all over the place. Mm -hmm. So to me, it starts with gratitude. Yeah. Then it's about having intuitive trust, being able to trust that higher power and what it's telling you. And then you've got to have a clear vision. When we don't have a clear vision, we're kind of taking shots in the dark. And sometimes, you know, maybe you want a six-figure business, But the idea of having a six-figure business right now feels so foggy that you're never going to find your way there. So start with the first $10,000 or start with what feels possible to you and feels real and clear in your vision. And I explain more about that in the book. And then as you move towards the you know, end point of that piece of your vision, the fog clears a little more and then you can see 50,000 and then 75. And before you know it, you're like, yes, I can totally do six figures and you can move your way into that. So there's nothing wrong with that goal, but it's when it's put on us from the outside and it's really fuzzy that we just find ourselves kind of caught up in the overwhelm and the struggle of it all. And then that fourth step, which I think is the most ignored step of manifestation is taking consistent action. And we have to put about 75% of our energy into taking consistent action. And that doesn't mean we're always doing the same thing, but it does mean we're always doing something. And that's really important because we are co-creating our experience with the universe. So the universe is 50% of it, but we're the other 50%. And we've got to be able to work together to make that vision we have come to life. And the last bit is open receiving. So if you're not open to receiving from the universe, you're going to self-sabotage. You're going to put things in your own way And you're not going to see that vision happen. And so I talk more about how to explore this idea and find out if you are open 
or if you are kind of getting in your own way, because I think sometimes it's hard to know. And so that's how it's laid out, but it jumps around. You know, sometimes you're like working on being open to receiving, which means then you've got to go back into gratitude and then you've got to hold that clear vision so it can propel you into action. And then in taking action, you have to find more gratitude and be open to receiving from that. So it's, you know, it's a jumble, but I think laying it out is straightforward. It makes it really easy to first understand. And then you get better at spotting that jumble as it's happening in your life. And then the third part of the book is focused on business basics. Mm-hmm. What are some things that women need to know when it comes to starting a business or when they're early on in business and how can that help them? So I talk a lot about marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. You know, those are really icky ideas, I think, for a lot of us when we think about the business world. But marketing is honestly so natural for women because we are natural relationship builders. Mm-hmm. We want to be in relationship with other people. And that's all that marketing really is. It's just yes. forming a relationship with the right people for your business. Mm -hmm. And once you've done that, sales just becomes a natural invitation to say, Hey, I've got this thing that I think you'll really love. Why don't you come check it out? And so it becomes a very enjoyable process that we can really lean into. And I found that being in business in that way creates a lot of meaning and connection in Mm -hmm. life. And that's something we've all been seeking just as humans. We want more meaning and connection, especially if we found ourselves really caught up in that role of motherhood and limited to just that one facet of our life, adding more meaning and connection through a business can be super, super powerful. And then I break down three simple business tools. I've got the business development triangle where I talk about, you know, you basically get three things to every decision in business. There's the cost the quality and the time it's going to take. Mm -hmm. And you get two positives out of that triangle. And it's typically a trade-off for a negative in the third corner. Mm -hmm. So if you want something done really fast and high quality, it's going to cost you a bit. But if you want something done high quality and for free, it's going to take a bit more time for you to learn and implement and figure that out. So just understanding that empowers you as a better decision maker early on in business, which is really, really powerful. Another one is the action formula. We talk about jumping into action and then what do you do after that? Mm. So we all know we have to try stuff. We have to take actions, but what do you do with that action to hone it and continue that experimentation so that you're getting better and better at what you do and at interacting with your market? And the third one is the 12 week rule, which I think a lot of people forget about, but your results are a culmination of the last 12 weeks of action, energy, and engagement. So have you had high energy? Have you been really engaging with people on a high level? Have you been taking action consistently? And then you can consider what happened over the last 12 weeks to get me where I'm at right now, or what will happen over the next 12 weeks ahead of me? And where could I be if I focused on that? Nice. Yeah. I do think a lot of people forget about that. And we also forget that after you take action, you do also need to evaluate. And see, exactly was this the right action? I mean, I don't think there's any right, wrong. I think it's all, anything that appears wrong is actually just a lesson that gets you to the next step. But how do you, you know, as women, as mothers, we have families, we are, you know, driving our kids around to school, to their activities. We're trying to make sure all of that, their needs are taken care of, our spouse, our significant other's needs, our pet's needs. We often put ourselves last. So this, your formula helps us remember to center in ourselves. Because if we are 
really living in our purpose and feeling like we're making progress for ourselves, I feel like we're better at all of those other things. But it can also be overwhelming and hard to to remember that. Um, you know, I think also when you're on the right path, the universe, God puts things in your way to see other, you know, shiny object syndrome or other things, other opportunities to see if that's really the path you want to pursue. So what are some of the tips and tricks or advice that you have for, you know, remembering to stay on your path and to also remember to take care of yourself and to take care of the things that you need to make sure that you're having success, whatever that means to you? I think the first step is to understand that you will be better at those other things (laughs) if you give to yourself first. Mm -hmm. We often, when we get caught up in that motherhood kind of hamster wheel, we're giving everything away and we're constantly giving out. We forget how drained we can actually be and how that can change the way we're interacting with people, the energy that we're bringing to the situation and generally not for the better. We think that it's more noble to give everything away, but that's actually not true. The idea is to keep your cup so filled that it's overflowing instead of trying to pour out from an empty cup. I think a lot of us have heard that analogy at yeah. this point in time, and it's it's just absolutely true, and it's easy to forget that. But when we've poured from our cups so often and emptied ourselves, we've generally created these expectations within our family or within our communities of us that aren't realistic. And so it can be kind of painful to break up with some of those expectations and sit down in that uncomfortable space of communication with people like our husband, for instance, and say, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just not going to be able to show up in the same way I have been, but here's what I'm planning to do. And here's how I think it will help us for the better. Uh, When I started my business, my kids were pretty young and I was homeschooling. I still homeschool my kids. And I had to say, okay, family, I don't make breakfast anymore, except on the weekends. It's just not something I'm going to do. And I was doing it for a long time. And so it's difficult to say, I'm not going to do this anymore and to do it with a loving heart and to do it from a place of caring and not out of resentment because it was easy to go there and be like, oh gosh, they just want me to make breakfast every day and I need to get to work and I've got these other things to do. And don't they know that if they give me this time, I can give them more time later. And we get caught up in all of that chatter inside of ourselves and it kind of like pours out in an explosion sometimes. (laughs) So we just have to remember to come down into our heart, come from a place of love and communicate openly and say, this is what I need. And this is what I'm willing to do. And this is what I'm not willing to do. And so all of that really is just a boundaries conversation. And first and foremost, we have to get those boundaries clear to ourselves, Mm -hmm. and then we can get them clear to the people around us. So if you say you're not going to make breakfast anymore, except on the weekends, don't then in week three, start making breakfast on Wednesday, because you're going to confuse everyone. You've had years of making breakfast all along. They've gotten used to that. You're asking them to break that cycle. And then you're not reinforcing that new healthy boundary, right? You're reinforcing the wrong thing. So we've got to make sure that we're holding those boundaries with ourselves and with others and being willing to just lovingly communicate about what we need and what they can expect from us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So what continues to inspire and motivate you? And what do you see as your next step in your journey? Well, I just love seeing women flourish around me. So in the journey of 
moving through my cancer experience and figuring things out in my life and making all these shifts in business and stepping into that uncomfortable space each time. It's just so nice to see women when they can step into their uncomfortable space and then it all works out. You know, it's not like every step goes without its own flaws or bumps in the road, but at the end of the day that they feel like they're bringing their true selves to the world, because I've really found in the process of all of that, that legacy is very important to me. And we all leave a legacy. It's that story of who we were Mm -hmm. during our time on this earth. And we're creating one no matter what, just by being here. But when we start to get really intentional about the story that we're leaving behind, when we can sit and say, how do I want people to remember me? And what do I really want them to remember me for? Mm -hmm. Then we're able to live into the energy of that. And we become so much more fulfilled as human beings. And it's just so powerful to see other women go through that because I know how hard it is to be so unfulfilled and to have everything really unclear and to just feel unhappy and unsettled, but then to move into this space of living life more on purpose and leaving that clear story behind of who I am and what I want for others in this world. It's just a beautiful thing. So that definitely keeps me going for sure. Nice. Yeah. And as far as what's next, Yeah. I mean, I am working on releasing a multi-author book. Like I said, I've started Confident Concept where I am helping women write their single author expert book. But in this interim between the woman who's new in business and the woman who's a multi six-figure success, Mm -hmm. there are these women who are doing amazing things. And I think as women, we don't wake up one day and say, oh, you know what? I think I'd like to make a ton of money. So I'll just start a business to do that. (laughs) Like that's not how this works. Typically, it's a very mission-driven thing. We're like, I want to help these people. I want to move forward in this way. And I'm going to start a business to do that. And that comes from some kind of experience or struggle that we've had in our lives. Just like my struggle with cancer made me realize that other women need help in that struggle. And other women want to focus on their legacy. All kinds of women in business, no matter what kind of business they've started, typically have that mission-driven heart. And so that's called Business on Purpose. And Volume 1 came out September 7th. And I'm in the process of accepting offers for Volume 2, which we'll be releasing in the first quarter of 2023. So it's really exciting to give them a space to be elevated and lifted up and showcased so that they can attract more readers through their authentic stories and then turn some of those readers into clients because now they've had a chance to get to know who they are and where they're coming from. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I I work with um, some anthology women authors um, that I'm going to have to, you know, send them an email about you because they're amazing stories and amazing women. um, And I, I love reading Um, It inspires me when I get to hear stories from other women, especially. Absolutely. I find it really inspiring, um, even though I'm putting this project together to just talk to all of these women and, you know, be in their midst and hear about what they've gone through and how they're now leaning into changing the world from what they do and doing things differently. I mean, women, as women, we are just so inspired. And I just love being in that energy and I appreciate all of my authors so, so much. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. So what is the easiest place to find you? 
like on so on my website confidentconcept.com um, or be myselfnow.com if you're newer in business and you want to take advantage of some of those uh, resources that Annika mentioned or you can find me on Instagram at be myself.now or at confident.concept oh nice Great. Well, uh, definitely, if I, I think I'm following you, at least on one of them. If I'm not, I'm following you on both of them after this interview is done. Um, <laughs> and uh, is that a way for people to also find out how to work with you individually as well as to purchase the books? Yeah, absolutely. And- yeah, just get in touch with me. Jump into my DMs and say, hey, nice. um, I'm really approachable. <laughs> you know, I'm just a real person on the other end. And I'm not big on trying to sell you something, yeah. especially through the DMs. So, you know, if you just have a question or if you want to know more about something, just ask away. You know, I'm really an open book and I'm happy to share. And I don't believe in holding back information in order to sell something. I'm kind of like, well, here's the information. If you want to work with me to implement it, then we can totally do that. But yeah. otherwise, I'm happy to just share and help and inspire people in that way. I love that. I find myself in the same space where, you know, I've, I've had jobs where um, we had to charge 8,000, 10,000 or more for, to a client per month for whatever services. And it wasn't aligned with me, which is why I love our conversation and what you're doing so much. Because yeah, I mean, for certain things that makes sense, but on a day-to-day basis, I want to live and work with the women and men who are, you know, starting up their businesses, they don't have that kind of cash on hand, but they, but they have something really valuable to share with the world. So again, I'm just really thrilled with everything that you're doing and your journey and um, how you've evolved your business and really seen what needs to happen to help other people achieve their greatness. So Danielle, thank you so much for being on. And I do want to ask, um, is there anything that we left out? And what is your favorite quote or mantra? Well, I don't think we left anything out because (laughs) we covered a lot. (laughs) But one of my favorite quotes is from Jim Rohn. He's a famous American speaker, writer, and entrepreneur. And he says, start from wherever you are with whatever you've got. I think often we think we'll wait until it's perfect timing. We've got all the information. We've got all the resources. And that just doesn't work in real life. And we don't know how much time we've got here. So just get started. Start with what you've got and move forward and grow from there. Fantastic. And I will have um, all of your information in our show notes for our audience so they can find you very easily. Danielle, thank you so much for being on. Thank you to our audience for coming back for another week of Your Brand Amplified. And I'll be back again next week. Want more? Check out amplifywithannica.com or follow me on socials at amplifywithannica.com.